Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Med- Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Alarmy. Check out Alarmist on Patreon for ad-free episodes and bonus content. Here's a preview of our Guest Alarmist series, only on Patreon. Like, what is that instinct that made you run to the bathroom? Shame. Oh, 100%. I, was, I felt so ashamed. <laughs> This was like it was. She was like an older woman too, right? And she had this. Like, you were disgracing her. She was disgraced. Like make no mistake. She, like if she came in with grace, she was disgraced. Yes. Go to Patreon.com/slash/TheAlarmist and subscribe today. Now on to our episode. Each week we decide who's to blame for a historical tragedy, and each week you tell us if we got it right. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and this is The Aftermath. Aftermath. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning to this episode of The Aftermath. Today, we're speaking with guest expert Robbie Forehouse. Robbie is an author, professor, and communication strategist. He's also the co-owner of Laboo.com, a gift-giving website. Let's hear what he has to say about the Super Bowl 38 halftime show controversy. And if you'd like to hear our post-interview discussion, join us on Patreon for the full episode. Hi, Robbie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Rebecca. It's good to be here. So before we jump in, uh, I wanted to, you know, have you explain to our listeners what it is that you do exactly. I think it's very interesting. Oh, thank you. I'm, well, I'm a journalist by training and um, I'm a truth cop. And I travel around the world talking to um, and helping famous people, colleges, boards, brands, 
um, if they get into a reputational crisis, if they get if their communication isn't resonating, if um, a celebrity has been doing this and making a lot of money and just feeling that they just haven't been able to speak their truth. Um, that's my job. So um, we all want where our lives are our story. And most of us don't know how to tell our life story. So that's what I do. So can you give us, um, just jumping in, um, can you give us an idea of how much time and effort it is to put on the Super Bowl halftime show for producers and for artists and for everyone involved? How important are these 12 to 15 minutes? Well, you know, life is just a few moments and those and everything else is just a reflection. It's like being a grandfather and saying, when I was younger, do you know that this happened? Um, and you go through your life like that. With the Super Bowl, it's everything. It is the epitome. It is the it's it's the essence. It is the highlight of uh, anyone, whether you're a producer, director, performer, makeup artist. It is the it's like being the president of the United States. It's like being um, winning an Oscar. Uh, this is the moment where over 100 million people are focused on you. And it has to be perfect. It has to be. It's a lot of pressure, Rebecca. I mean, it's it's just and and it takes um, and, and your question is, how long does it take? People have been training for their lifetime to prepare for who's going to be there. They're already in discussions on who's going to be the next performer for 2025. Right. So it, it's 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 like the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Day Parade. It is a 12 month, 365 day event out of the year. I can't imagine a lot of pressure. Um, tremendous amount. Tremendous yes. Amount. Can, can you give us some history on, as well on, on on the FCC and their policy policing of uh, network programming? I think it's important that we understand uh, when it was put in place and and why. Sure. So the Federal Communications Commission. Um, is an evolution of the Radio Communications Commission. Okay. Started in the 30s, um, and the purposes was the purposes were that um, in broadcast television, and it's important to to know that it's different than terrestrial, than uh, streaming, than cable. In broadcast television, the airwaves are supposedly owned by the public, mm. and the FCC was established for purposes of to balance free speech, but also to, to uh, protect the public. So when it was started, there were rules and regulations, which led to internally at networks called standards and practices that you, mu you had to adhere to in order to maintain your license in order to broadcast, which is where the public service announcements came from. So um, television stations, broadcast TV stations, had to have a certain amount of time allocated for public service announcements. So that's when you got, you know, just say no and don't drink and drive, and they don't have to pay for that because it's it's done as a public service. So the the joke is is that um, in the early days and and now after the Super Bowl event in two thousand and four, we have freedom of speech. We may not have freedom after speech but we have freedom. 
That, and, and, and can you also, for context, uh, explain to us what, what the Parents Television Council is? What is their main role and function? Yeah, so the Parents Television Council has changed their name. It's now the Parents Television and Media Council. Um, it's controversial. Um, started in, in the early, in the mid-90s, I think 1995, by a conservative activist who believed that the airwaves were... Um, hurting our kids were um was dirty some of the things it was disruptive it was not christ-like um and they started in in an effort to protect the airwaves so, so that our children and our families could have and again we're familiar with the phrase family values um but it, they have you know for for those who are on the left, who are liberal, who believe that uh, we should be showing real life, um, they feel that they're being hypo- they're, that they're hypocritical. Um, they feel that they're, uh, you know, again, Rebecca, I don't know if you remember this, but there for a long time um, in in the '60s and '70s, we weren't allowed to show a, tele- a, a toilet on television. Um, we weren't allowed. Mary Tyler Moore and Dick Van Dyke were not allowed to be seen in the same bed. You could never show anyone peeing. You couldn't, and certainly not anything else. Um, and there was this this sense that um, we, and, and again, families were white, and families were nuclear. It was always a mom and a dad. And if you look at um, you know the the council today, and I, I again, it's it's interesting to me their entire corporate structure are white men you know and here they are protecting protecting family values but they don't have a woman they don't have anyone of color on their corporate boards and i'm sure after they hear this they're gonna say well maybe we ought to but uh so they they were when this event with janet jackson and justin timberlake happened Mm -hmm. this was this was their meat they were ready to go they had been after CBS and MTV and the NFL, mm. and they had warned them. They had warned them. They said, you know, we don't like what we're seeing. We don't like the sexualized content. And, um, you know, so, you know, that's what they did. Yeah. Anyway. So getting down specifically with the Super Bowl 38 halftime show, the so from what we understand in preparation, Justin was supposed to rip Janet Jackson's uh, skirt off at the end of the performance, revealing right. a bodysuit during the line. Right. Uh, and and, and it, it was decided during the dress rehearsal that it didn't work. Is it common for there to be last minute changes in performances? And, and does anyone need to approve any of these changes? Rebecca, I can't. It should have been because it was prior and certainly now, every single second is choreographed and approved. Right. I mean, there are lawyers, there are agents, there are record companies, there are TV executives, there are NFL executives, there are uh, writers guild, directors guild. So many people are involved from the from who's choosing it to what's going to be going out on the air. Everything is scripted. And and it was the case with, with this event. Now, again, one of the things that's that's fascinating for anyone, and I, I do need to say, and I, just for a disclosure, I was not advising 
Janet Jackson or Justin Timberlake at that time. Um, so the Justin Timberlake had, you know, again, and I don't know, can I, can I put this into context as to, please? You know, Justin Timberlake was a child star. He grew up in the church. He sang in the church. He was part of the Mickey Mouse Club. He started dating another member of the Mickey Mouse Club, which was Britney Spears. And they were a couple for quite a while. We don't know why they broke up in 2002, I believe it was. But shortly before the Super Bowl, Britney Spears and Madonna kissed on the lips passionately at the MTV Music Awards. Mm, I remember which report, that. Yeah, which reportedly really upset Justin Timberlake. Uh, not to mention the Parents Television Council and, and a few other people, too. But it, it, it was MTV. Okay, it wasn't broadcast. Number two, Justin Timberlake had just released his first album in 2002, and he was on his way to being a superstar, deservedly. So he was now on his own, uh, had come out with his first album. He had been in Europe. They flew him in privately. He flew from Europe to L.A. and then from um, L.A. to Houston. He arrived only 20 minutes before the broadcast. Now, they had done and said what he was going to be doing. They had rehearsed it. And the part that you're talking about, about ripping away the dress, it isn't that it didn't work. It's that the censor said, we're not going to allow it. Mm -hmm. There's no way that you can do this without it being inappropriate. So they agreed that they weren't going to do it. And all he was going to do was he was going to, now remember part of the lyrics were, I'm going to have you naked by the end of this song. And, and I know we'll talk about this soon, this woman who was a superstar was red hot. She was highly, highly sexualized. So the fact that they chose her should have given them warning. And then what they were supposed to do is he was going to rip off her blouse and expose a red lace bra. That was the deal. That's what was agreed on, and obviously it didn't happen. And I mean, we've we, we, there's no need to go through the events that occurred. It's it's not even a second of you know what Rebecca, happened. It was it was it was a half of a second, and on top of that, her yes, her breast was exposed for a half of a second, but her nipple was covered with a sun shaped so. Obviously, there was some intentionality to the fact that her breast may be exposed and was not going to show her nipple because it was this star pasting. Right, right. So, so um, it's possible that they, they at least just in case, you know, thought it could happen. Um, they, they, they were ready for this. They knew. But somebody... Somebody made the decision, and again, remember, Janet Jackson, highly sexualized, 20 years older than Timberlake, 20 or so years older, at the peak of her career. The performance, now, again, we talk about controversy. Kid Rock performed in that. Right. He was told not to wear a flag. He cut a hole in the flag and wore the flag, and up until that performance, 
with with I mean minutes before he would have been the big controversy mm. because he denigrated a flag, an American flag. So the veterans of foreign war got all upset. But after that, within a few seconds, um, it was Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. How did Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson's response to the wardrobe mishap dictate the narrative that followed, specifically in the media? The costume malfunction. Yes, costume malfunction. (laughs) How did they react to it and what... Uh, how did the media respond? And also, how would you have done it? Well, so I would not, uh, I would have recognized that if you're going to choose Janet Jackson, it's going to be sexualized and having two people on the stage just increases. All crises are are reduction to uh, some form of math. So you want to mitigate your, your, your risk uh, by eliminating. So having two people on the stage increases your risk knowing that it's a young 21 22 year old hot star who's just flying in and who hasn't really rehearsed you're setting yourself up for a lot of challenges right there both of them apologized both of them justin timberlake apologized personally but he took no credit for it he said maybe he took 10 percent of the blame Janet Jackson said, if I offended anybody, forgive me. She said it in a statement. The Emmys were the next weekend, uh, the Grammys, excuse me. The Grammys were the next weekend. Both of them were um, invited. Um, They were asked to give their apology in person. Whoever counseled, and again, I was not representing her at the time, um, said, don't do it. So she did not. She was disinvited. Justin Timberlake got up and apologized for anything that it did to offend it, but took no responsibility. Now, I just want to say, a few years ago, Justin Timberlake in an Instagram post, and I'm sure your your folks can find it somewhere, made a very sincere apology to both Britney Spears, um, because he did say some things that were out of character for someone he cared for, and also to Janet Jackson, because he he did not take the blame or share the blame for that event and kind of um, let her get thrown under the bus by the powers to be. Um, she did apologize. She continued to apologize. But again, um, there appears to be a double standard. Um, you know, again, it was her breast. Um, and that's where the blame seems to lie and and she was punished for it for years since 2013 bombas has donated over 100 million socks underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness if we counted those on air this ad would last over 1157 days but if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible it would take just a few clicks because every time you make a purchase bombas donates an item to someone who needs it Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. 
The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yes, how, what, how did the FCC and the... Uh, parents television council uh react and and how did the networks respond so um cbs was fined ultimately over a half a million dollars which by the way they never paid and it was thrown out of court Mm. um les moonves was furious now, Les Moonves was running CBS at the time. Subsequently, he has been fired. He is part of the YouTube movement. Um, he, you know, again, he was part of this uh, abusing women sexually uh, culture and was found guilty of it and subsequently had to lose his job. But he was out for bear. He was furious because they felt he felt that it made him and CBS look bad. The Parents Council went after all of these. I mean, they received so many donations. They went after the NFL. They went after MTV. They went after CBS. They went after the directors, the producers. They went after Janet Jackson, the record companies, Justin Timberlake. They were incensed. And the funny thing about it was most people didn't see it. It was only a half second. YouTube wasn't founded until a year later. Evo was the big taping service and their subscription went up dramatically because people wanted to see this incident. You know, they wanted to see this offensive breast and boy, were they disappointed because it wasn't that different than what, what most people see in a movie or, you know, in, in, in culture an emerging culture. But what it did do was for a time, it created a crackdown on indecency, obscenity. Um, you know, there were some fines given out. Uh, Howard Stern, it was, you know, he was fined and it drove him to cable, uh, to Sirius. Um, it was a very uncomfortable, hypocritical time when a lot of people were just covering their butts, uh, wanted to get past this, and were really upset that um, this what was really a small incident uh, was so blown out of proportion. And from my perspective, I felt like she was definitely thrown under the bus 
no um, question for for the the benefit of all of these uh higher uh ups and uh all of these people who were trying to cover their their butts and <laughs> um were you know for the most part white men and and my question is do you think the response from the media and from uh, the producers and and the executives and and the audience would have been different if the performer was not Janet Jackson, if it had been someone else. So uh, essentially, was was Janet Jackson a victim of of racial and gender discrimination and uh, victim of double standards? Sure, and you know, again, she's you know. Janet Jackson didn't change Rebecca. That's the thing that's so fascinating. We again remember, remind you, I'm a truth cop here, so I don't. Uh, I, I'm you know I'm mixed religion, marriage. You know I'm, I have clients who are gay and straight, and so there's no judgment. It's what is the truth. Janet Jackson was a red hot, highly sexualized performer. That never changed. Justin Timberlake was a young upstart who was trying to break through, who obviously was upset because he felt that Britney Spears, and I'm not saying this was the only thing, but there there was a lot that took place in this. Plus, they rehearsed this whole thing, but they flew him in at the last minute because they wanted him. There were so many people that made the decision that this was going to be wild. This was going to be crazy. Mm. You had Kid Rock, and then you had Justin Timberlake, who appeared, you know, as the surprise with Janet Jackson, who was already gyrating, who was already highly sexualized. And then this, and then she's the one that everyone blames? No, that wasn't fair. It wasn't right. And at the end of the day, it's not the blame should not be placed on her. And why is it that you think Americans are so obsessed with with the nipple controlling the exposure of 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 nipples? What is the fear here? And has the media played a part in this? Well, definitely. I mean, if you <laughs> if you look, uh, well, first of all, I'm not obsessed with the nipple. Um, and, <laughs> And I can tell you that um, there are half the American population, um, women, who are not obsessed with the nipple. And I can tell you that there's an even larger percentage who are gay or who are in the, you know, who are um, liberal, who are not obsessed. I would say that, you know, again, from America has been puritanical it has had a double standard about what we can see um again there is uh, a misogynistic leading leaning in that it certain things are all right for men but not for women the fact that women assert themselves we know that you know burn the bra gloria steinem um it's it's a backlash but not from women um and certainly not from a portion of so Again, I don't think we're obsessed with, I mean, I would say in my experience that if you see a woman nursing in an airport, there is a percentage of people who say, 
oh, you shouldn't be doing that. And there's another group of people who are going, oh, that's so sweet. So I just think that in this case, um, there are a lot of people that were out to get um, anyone. Now, we we read that this halftime show controversy uh, can be linked to the rise and popularity of YouTube later on. I mean, you yep. mentioned TiVo. Yep. It, it had a huge surge at the moment. How yep. has this event changed uh, the media we as we know it today? Well, it, broadcast TV is still occasionally um, th- they're trying to get progressive and occasionally you'll hear the word shit. It's like, mm. you know, and there are still people that on Saturday Night Live or something, if somebody drops the F-bomb, on the other hand, turn on streaming or cable and Game of Thrones or, you know, people getting their heads cut off or people having multiple sexual partners or people showing, you know, it used to be that you couldn't show pubic hair, you know, it, it now. So all bets are off. Um, so there is, and, and again, a real separation of people who feel as though this is so inappropriate, even if it's on cable and streaming, um, and on broadcast TV, there the they have um, some of the standards have been lax, uh, relaxed, you know, for our time. But it's still, it's still um, for people who are interested in equality, for people who are interested in freedom of speech, freedom of choice, freedom of 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 story uh, it's still quite a challenge Hmm. so finally we ask all of our guest experts this question at the end of the day if you had to pick a person or a thing it could be a concept that you think is to blame for the super bowl 38 halftime show controversy who or what would that be rebecca i thought a lot about this (laughs) i thought about it you know again you know i i was spent some time on CNN and, and um, looked at this from a truth perspective. Les Moonves is the head of CBS, approved this. They knew that this was going to be huge for their ratings. They knew all the facts and they crossed their fingers or quietly looked away thinking, we're just going to get huge ratings, make a lot of money, um, from our advertisers, we're going to look like heroes. Everyone's going to love the show. They're going to be talking about it. And he approved it. So at the end of the day, I would say that the president and CEO of CBS at the time, Les Moonves, is if there were one person to be held responsible, like a parent, it would be Les Moonves. Wow. Wow. So I, I mean, Robbie, thank you very much for uh, speaking with us today and uh, oh, helping us pleasure. understand this controversy. Am I in alarming now? Yeah, I believe you are. Yeah, you have been for some time. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, Rebecca. Thanks, I'm Robbie. So, such a fan of the show. Thank you. <laughs> if you'd like to hear our post-interview discussion and final verdict, head over to Patreon and subscribe. Your support is greatly appreciated. Check out our show notes for a link or head over to patreon.com slash The Alarmist. And stay tuned because next week we're going to be discussing the 1918 flu pandemic, also known as the Spanish flu. The Alarmist. 
powered by ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.